on TV, online, and on demand in MP4 format encoded at 48,000 hertz, this is EPT Not Live. Hello, my babies, and welcome to EPT Not Live at EPT Live. I am Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. He is my work wife, James Hardigan, and he is my work abusive stepfather, <laughs> Matt Broughton. We are in Barcelona. Hey, by the way, we hit play on this thing one second before we were one minute late. So we kicked off exactly on time. Wow. For the first time ever. And I would just like everyone. Thanks, everyone. It's a team effort. We all did it this time. And James, did you have something you wanted to say about the encoding of the show? Because you were really. Yeah, I really feel we should drop this opener because the original plan <laughs> was to release the podcast as an AAC file, which would be encoded in MP4 format, but we actually switched to MP3. We just need to overdub it. We just need a three, and then we're, then we're fine. Mm. Speaking of that, hashtag stars fun. <laughs> <laughs> happening on today's show. Me and Matt got to participate uh, in some hashtag stars fun. Uh, we uh, played around with Mike Tindall. He's here for Right to Play this week. Uh, we played some ping pong with Darius Knight. Not to be confused with Darius Dinesh. I do not know who that is, so I will not confuse him with that other human. Uh, I managed to bungle another couple of uh, winner and trophy presentations. How is this news? Well, it's just fun, I think, <laughs> for the audience to see it. So if we have time, we'll get to that today. Uh, yeah, the one interview I did do well was uh, with Mike Tindall. That went pretty well, and I got him to play race situations. We have a video of that coming up later. Uh, our actual live in-studio guest is going to be Neil Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. Uh, <laughs> he is here to talk about some of the big changes that were announced yesterday for next season or really the first season. Yeah, next year, because obviously instead of running from like September through to May, I guess the poker season is now going to run from January to December. So it's going to be an annual season starting in the Bahamas, concluding wherever. That's I don't know yet. one less thing for me to be confused about, that the season year is now the calendar year. Thank goodness. Uh, we're keeping it all in the family for Superfan versus Stapes this week. Luca Vivaldi is here to challenge me on some goat trivia. Is he that's a specialty subject? No, no, it's Game of Thrones, G-O-T, Game of Thrones. <laughs> I thought it was G-O-A-T. No. I've been spending a lot of this week watching goat footage. So but that nothing... wasn't as research, that was just your normal I love. Have you guys ever watched the videos of the fainting goats online, where they run up to them and they open an umbrella and the goats fall over? <laughs> does this involve a towel by the bedside? I actually think, it doesn't, if, but... you, if you were to go on a show like Mastermind, for example, and needed a specialist subject, yeah. I just think... Videos on YouTube, because I reckon you have seen more videos on YouTube than any other human being. I don't, I, I don't, I hate to know but you because I'm supposed to yes and you, but I'm not like a big YouTube video watcher. But I you don't. always, doesn't he always cite, like, have you seen this video? Have you seen this video? And we're kind of like, no. It's always from like the early days of YouTube, which I think like, they're like those first things that went okay. viral, like about, the leprechaun video, the fainting goats. How about we're more specific then? And your specialist subject is YouTube 2005 yes. to 2007. That I could maybe do well at. Chocolate see, rain. See, I have to stay out those conversations because there's always that blue check conversation. Like when James is sure that you have a certain trait and you're quite sure that you don't, that's when I just kind of move backwards because you boys have history and these things never end well. <laughs> It's like that buffet that's exactly the same as the buffet. It's not yeah. exactly the it same. It is nearly identical. Yeah, see? Arbitrate. Arbitrate. I can't get involved. Yes, you can. You, uh -huh. He never takes my side anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think he probably just feels bad at this point. You have seen both buffets, right? In previous just a little backstory for the people who are listening to this show. We've been coming to Barcelona for what? 
I've been this is my sixth or seventh year this here. My ten consecutive year. Uh, Matt, what three, four, something like that. Okay. There's a buffet dinner. Yep. For for the crew. Uh, it's in a slightly different location this year. It is the same shit. It's not shit, by the way. The same stuff. No, it used to be shit. It's, it's now ham much better quality. Fruit. No, it's the same stuff. The same there was like never lamb. A guy frying little steaks. Yes, that part is different. Oh, and they never had like nine different types of prawn. Yes, they did. No, they, they didn't. absolutely did. Longestine, Frank food. Conch. Frank. See how many? He different... doesn't like seafood. Exactly. That's, that's the old buffet. No, that's why he would remember that there were all kinds of different kinds of prawns last time. There's always like ham wrapped around a pineapple, then ham wrapped around a honeydew. I'm confident that if we took a poll of the entire crew, all 45 people would be afraid of you and would not want to lose their jobs and would side with you. Correct. But also they would vote with their hearts as well, not just with their head. <laughs> and they would vote no. with their hearts again all why the time. Did, why did I mention the buffet? Why did I mention the buffet? Sorry, just one more thing that I wanted to get to here. Uh, well, it's really to get into the show. Um... I, as we mentioned, uh, I've been, this is like my, uh, what is it, eight? I've gotten a season A, right? Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, six, six, yeah. six years on tour, right? The tour of the, the, sorry, the story of the Americans playing right over here is maybe the best story that I have heard in six years on the poker tour. And I, I, are any of you willing to come on and tell the story? No. Sal is shaking his head. No. Jimmy Bags isn't here. I mean, can we just? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a horrible. Story. Sal, you sure? It's it's not it's not a, it's not a fun story. That's for sure. No, well, I mean, I think it's something that maybe with the passage of time we can appreciate as being a the the key. That's no, not fun. The, the key thing <laughs> to say, in all seriousness, though, if you think about the number of people we have working on this production, yeah, and the number of flights that we all take in a year. I am amazed that it hasn't happened before because you've got to It may have happened and maybe people just didn't realize it. Just to, to let everyone know, yeah, what happened is the, the guys who were flying over from the US, flying over from Newark to Barcelona, a lady died on their flight. Literally sat behind members of our crew, an 84-year-old lady. Sat behind you, away, right? Halfway across the Atlantic. And... Uh, I guess people must die on planes all the time. Right. And I don't want to say that this is a funny story, but it is certainly interesting. It is a crazy interesting story. This this family's their grand it was their grandma, right? Yeah. They're flying over here together and the old lady died. And not only did she die, but members of our crew had to help remove her body. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna let Matt change the subject because I have a note here that Matt had his most expensive oh, yeah. summer ever. Uh, it, is, is it related to this? No, this is just a really random I've hurt tennis my elbow. elbow. Matt played so much tennis, it cost <laughs> so a lot of money. Tennis. Well, I mean, it's, it, there's obviously got to be a story here because, like, if, if Joe turned up wearing that, we'd know immediately. No, <laughs> you just look at his internet search history and say, yeah, story Just look out. at all the towels just frozen into position <laughs> on the walls of his room. No, I just woke up one day and my elbow hurt. But the problem is people don't know it. So they go, hey, Matt. And they just give you, like, these ridiculous handshakes. So it's more of a, like... The fact that you've gone, what's wrong with your arm, means that you haven't immediately grabbed me and swung me around by it. Yeah. So I've just hurt my elbow slightly, don't know how, but this is just a deterrent to remind me to not pick up chairs with it and go, uh, and people to not come and vigorously. It's like a warning sign. It's a reminder that there's pain within it. No, this is nothing to do. My summer, I'd love to tell you I spent the whole summer playing tennis, I never played tennis, um, but the most expensive summer, it crept up on me. First of all, microwave oven broke. Oh well, you know, kitchen stuff breaks. I'll just replace that. Well, aren't those like a like a twenty bucks at this yeah. point? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that broke. Next day, the toaster broke. <laughs> That's weird. I just replaced that. 
And the wife's going, she's very superstitious. Well, these things happen in threes, so I wonder what's going to be next. She's worried about the washing machine. I'm thinking, if my car broke, I'd be in a lot of trouble. I rely on my car. I better, Don't have that thought. I better be like an adult. Because once I've thought about it, and I'm thinking, I, I ought to take care of it. So, due an MOT service, taken care of like an adult, about 200 quid. Found the timing belt need changed. Okay, I'll do that, 180 quid. While I'm here, and needs a new tire, 60 quid. I'll celebrate being you were an doing adult. all this preventative fumigation? Uh, yeah, I was just, things that I knew deep down needed to be done that I hadn't done, I thought I need to take care of. I'll celebrate being an, a responsible car-owning adult, full tank of petrol, and I, and I really don't have to worry about it. Having done all those things, filled up with petrol, on the drive home, the gearbox fell out of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, what? This automatic gearbox. Guy comes round and says... If your car was fully functioning right now, it'd be worth about 400 quid. It's like 13 years old. But a new gearbox is going to cost you 1,750 pounds. So the best thing you can do is scrap this. So I end up having spent 500 quid. Tell me you siphoned the gas back out of it. (laughs) Do you know what? I thought about it. I thought about it because what didn't... Paying eight grand for a new car hurt... But actually, it didn't hurt as much as the £75 in scrap <laughs> I got for this car that I just spent a fortune on. And I'm thinking, would it be wrong of me to just put a little tube in the petrol? Because there's like 60 I mean, you could, double, thinking, you could almost double the price of what you got for the car. I'm thinking, if I took the tyre that I just bought off it and put the spare on, could I sell the tyre? I took the headrests. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even sell. I had a set of headrests. Couldn't sell it. Put it on the free cycle site. No one would even take it for free. <laughs> I had nothing. So you had to go back to where you scrapped the car, stick the headrest back in it? No, I just, I just took them down the tip. But, so that's the thing is, and also considering if it wasn't for the fucking microwave and the toaster that I didn't even care about, none of this would have happened. My life would have gone on. My car would have broken. Ah, oh, well, new car. And like I say, it's just the pain of all the stuff I fixed on this car that then got taken and turned into like a square box. So not a lot of spending money on myself this summer because it all went in. The only good thing is my car slightly looks like Deadpool because it's red and it's got like these black eyes on it. So you have a new car? I have a new car. What is it? It's, it's another Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very exotic in my car choice, but I literally swap like for like only a car that's 13 years younger and looks a bit like Deadpool for eight grand. Well, I mean, hey, you got all that, you got all that hot new honey money. To pay for your car with, right? That's like, that's been keeping bees oh, for like the it's last year or whatever. And I that's the see. first question everyone asks is like, what, what about the honey? Where's the honey? And you have honey now. Tell us about the honey, mummy. Are you raking in? Are you a honey magnate? I'm not a honey magnate. I did take the first you honey. You a magnet, right? Like the, all the honey is attracted to him. Just say yes. 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 Yeah. Um, it's going to take me several hundreds of thousands of bees to get back in profit. As long as I don't <laughs> think about the car. Right. It's still going to take me about a decade to pay for all the stuff <laughs> I've spent on beekeeping. It's going to take several thousand gallons. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's an incredibly expensive hobby. <laughs> Didn't you tell me that uh, so, that you're going to maybe sell some, like, uh, ecto, ecto bee honey? Oh, that was the guy that added food coloring. He added food coloring to his honey. He added blue food coloring to the bees to see... He wanted to monitor how they move honey around the sorry, hive. Sorry, sorry. He added food coloring to the bees. What, he actually to the bi- sorry. Bee. <laughs> One sorry. at a time. So the food, he was giving some sugar water to the bees. Right. And he put some dye in it because he wanted to monitor as a science experiment how they move it around the hive. But, of course, once they combine that with their own golden honey, 
ended up harvesting gallons and gallons of this green, awful-looking <laughs> honey. But he somebody got slimed. He did, but somebody pointed out it coincided with a new Ghostbusters film. Novelty So honey. he branded the stuff as ectoplasm honey, and the kids just couldn't get enough of it. Wow. So I'm just going to have to wait for an actual good film to come out. With your marketing experience and expertise, you should be doing something similar. I plan to, to pay for the car. I was just trying to think of what other colors could we get out of this honey to make other promotional honeys for Matt. So like if you make like red blood honey red for blood Halloween honey. or something, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like thick, gloopy, kind of kind of like zombie guts type stuff. Okay. I mean, as if, as if bees weren't scary enough, maybe you could do haunted tours of your beehives with all this dripping blood honey coming out. I don't know how it works. Does it drip? It does. How about Broughton's dripping blood honey? I, I'm all in. <laughs> it's got a certain ring to it. I don't know what the label would look like, but I don't think I'm... It's been a really morbid segment. I think maybe we should draw a line under this one and uh, just take a quick break while we uh, wait for Neil Johnson to get here. (laughs) Johnson. (laughs) So a big announcement here in Barcelona, and the reason why we brought Neil Johnson, our head of LiPo Corporations, (laughs) onto EPT Not Live, at EPT Live, is everything's changing. That's right. The show's been canceled. Thanks, everybody. EPT's over. Goodbye. It's been a f- smell you later, European Poker Tour. Joe, let's accentuate the positive. The EPT is evolving in to the Poker Stars Championship. It does mean, however, that we do need a new title for this podcast. And I do think that not EPT, not live is potentially a little bit too meta. And I do. It was already almost too meta. Like it was a little like eh, a little. Mm, we kind of really love ourselves. But also, Joe, being our, our onboard SEO specialist, is determined that we get the word poker into the title. I don't so. know what it is, but I heard it's important. And so. So before the start of next year, we've got a new name for the live stream, new name for the podcast. But to be honest with you, this is kind of minor stuff. Because, Neil, I imagine that this has obviously been, well, I know because I've been in the conversations for nearly two years, yep. that there's been a lot of planning in this and a lot of logistical work. And now it's finally reality. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird to see it actually be a reality because, like you said, we've been talking about it for two years, and uh, I'm as someone who's been in some way, shape, or form with the EPT since season one, uh, I was very, very reluctant to let it go. Spent a lot of uh, a lot of my time and life kind of in in the growth of thirteen seasons. At what this. point did you decide you were not going to fight getting rid of the EPT anymore? Like, were you was it easy for you? Uh, basically when they said, no, this is happening, deal with it. <laughs> okay. Um, and at that point in time, uh, there are good reasons behind doing it, but, uh, you know, of you, course. Get, you get, uh, you get, Look, James to, uh, says he might around. cry on the last day. I just said, I'm, I imagine that when it comes to the final table of Prague yep. at the end of 2016, I will probably be quite emotional because like you, I've been around this tour since season one, since 2005. And I've invested a lot of time and a lot of, you know, blood, sweat and tears into the EPT. I mean, I felt the same way when I watched Olympus Has Fallen. I was like, <laughs> I just invested like two hours of my life into it. But you probably. were on a plane. I was so on a plane, yes. You were a very high altitude. But, anyway, yeah, but, yeah. but the difference is you got London Has Fallen. So you, I mean, they, they gave you a little bit of retro. Right. There they, was they, a, they brought I, it back they for they you a some little more. bit. Well, that's what is happening here. Yes. The Poker Stars Championship. But, what was the real thinking behind it, Neil? Explain why this is happening. Uh, basically, we want to, I mean, the, the EPT is the, it's the richest, most popular tour, largest tour, pick your adjectives, 
um, for uh, for the incredible success that the the EPT has had um, and the support from the players and stuff like that. And we we basically want to take that global. We want to, um, uh, with full respect to what's been achieved by the LAPT, the uh, APPT, ANZPT, all the tours that we've had around the world. Um, there's a there's a unique experience that the the players and and stars has uh, has crafted here in Europe over the last 13 years. And that's something that we want to be able to take into LATAM, into, um, you know, into Asia, eventually into North America, certainly. And we just want to take it all around the world. And we want um, uh, it. Well, while we, we really got a crowbar in there to get the Bahamas into Europe <laughs> once uh, the PCA left the World Poker Tour and joined the European Poker Tour. Um, it's really hard to extend that crowbar all awkward. the way to Macau. It was always awkward to explain that to people. When I was like, yeah, I work for this, the European Poker Tour. Oh, I'm going to the Bahamas on January. Oh, for vacation? No, 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 for work. On the European Poker Tour. Yeah, yeah, I, I just... I don't yeah, know. but I mean, the flashback to 2007 when this decision was first taken, everyone's like, well, that makes no sense. And it's like, do you want to go to the Bahamas? <laughs> yes, then live with it. Right. I, I'm fine with it. But I'm, it makes I'm sense with, with the Poker Stars Championship because, look... When you got the World Poker Tour, you got the World Series of Poker, the European Poker Tour doesn't sound that good because, look, there's, you know, Europe is cool, but, like, there's, like, Estonia and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, like, it just, doesn't, it just doesn't sound that good. I can understand the perception of people not in <laughs> Europe thinking that it's somehow small fry. There's, like, That's... Liechtenstein. I mean, we went to Tallinn twice, and it was lovely both times. Just, you know, got to give some love to Estonia here. I mean, come no, on. it's, look, I understand. <laughs> I'm just saying to, to ignorant Americans, of which I pretend to be one a lot of the time, <laughs> European poker tour. Very convincingly, I might add. Very, Very convincingly. convincingly. Yes. Absolutely. Eerie. One would even say there is method acting involved. I have, do, I have lived the part for a long time. Um, so I think, yeah, it's like the, to, to not make it so narrow as to call it the European Poker Tour because it is the richest poker tour in the world. It does live up to its name. Um, I think that obviously, and it opens it up to, to a globe on a global scale, which is awesome. I'm very excited. Hopefully they do send us to go to Macau, to go to Panama and to see what other stops. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's your, it, it'd be very unlikely to see a, Chinese or Japanese television station put the European Poker Tour on. Even we could get, we could luck out, and the entire final table could be all Japanese guys. And it's they didn't want to put us on in Canada because it was called the European. Well, poker you've been Tour. to Canada before, right? I have been to Canada, yeah, so but I, I understand why there's some type of restriction on it. <laughs> <Canada>. so, <laughs> that's not really fair to lay that on Canada. That's like they didn't you know, like us called European Poker Tour, and they didn't like his English accent. So at least is that could, like a French English thing. Or which part of Canada? Were we in the left side of Canada or the right side of Canada? All of Canada. All of Canada. Oh, fair play. Nobody likes the English, let's be honest. Come on. But yes, but at least we're dropping that European word out of there, and maybe it'll open us up to some other places in the world, like Japan. Absolutely. That's uh, a super um, terrific, happy, fun time poker tour, as it'll be known there. But obviously, um, we mentioned at the top of the show that the season now runs annually. So this all kind of, we hit the reset button effectively yep. on January 1st. First PokerStars Championship is in the Bahamas. What was the PCA? Um, so the stops that have been announced, Neil, because I keep getting them confused. Panama, Macau, Monte Carlo, back in Barcelona. And then it's kind of like more to be announced. I guess the key question, and this was the key thing that came through when we announced this on the live stream yesterday from our viewers, is does this mean less of a focus on Europe? Does this mean fewer European stops on the tour? Not necessarily. I mean, it, it, it's tough because... We, because um, I get people ask all the time, well, where are we going? What are we doing? We can't, you, until a contract is signed, you don't ever want to make an announcement of, course. Of, of anything. And so it certainly is not less of a focus on Europe. 
by any stretch of the imagination. But one thing, because I've had these discussions with uh, with players over the last few seasons, one thing is uh, the the EPT itself is almost a victim of its own success. Uh, the the players have shown us such tremendous support, uh, as you've seen with the the a phenomenal amount of entries we've already had here in Barcelona this year and previous years and stuff. We've gotten too big for most venues in Europe. Um, when someone says, uh, let's go here, then you have to look, you know, we, we, one of the places, I won't say which uh, city it was, but, uh, it's a city that we would have liked to have gone to, but when we were talking to our partner, we were like, okay, so what's the setup going to be? And they said, well, uh, it's 85 tables, including cash games in three rooms on two floors. Mm. And I was like, um, will it be better the next year? Like, is this something we have to, we go and we tell everybody, look, just. They only have 85 t tables in the entire country. They're like, called everyone they knew. They're like, we can get 85 tables. They well, great. Now you've, now you've proven that it's Liechtenstein. <laughs> they you should have called Matt Brown. He used to make poker tables. I've still got a bit of wooden foam left in the garage. I'll knock up a few for you. We'll so be, when you're we'll saying it's, it's not that we're not, we're focusing on Europe less, right? It's kind of like when you say to your significant other, like, hey, let's have an open relationship. It's not that I'm focusing on you less. I'm just focusing on banging other people more. <laughs> yes, we would like to date Asia and uh, exactly. South America. We want to bring in all the other... to to dating Europe. Exactly, yes. <laughs> it's an interesting, interesting analogy. And what's the festival thing about? This is all the other tours that effectively disappear overnight, like UKIPT, Estrellas, Eureka. They're all gone forever. Yeah, this is again. This is. Uh, I mean, anybody who heard my uh, the the speech that I I gave yesterday or whatever. It's it, the focus is basically more. We want most of the national tours, uh, all the ones you, you labeled, they're usually like a four or five day thing. Show up, maybe start play on Wednesday, maybe Thursday in certain circumstances. Um, and you fire through the weekend and it's a nice quick kind of uh, weekend poker event for, uh, for everybody. But what we want to do is we want to expand that out a little bit and uh, be able to, uh, to go um, like the New Jersey Festival is running from uh, Sunday to Sunday. So it's a, a full, um, uh, you know, we, it, it even would have been a day and a half longer, but unfortunately we can't uh, get in to the venue two days earlier. We, but we're looking for weekend to weekend. So people can, if you, if you need to take time off work, it's just that one week, uh, but you're going to get eight, nine days of poker. It's going to allow a slight expansion to, uh, to hopefully appeal to maybe some of the traveling guys uh, like the Dominic Nietzsche, David Van Plus of the world who travel around and they really enjoy going to these things, but you have to, there has to be enough for them to play. And for a typical UKIPT where maybe you only have the 1K main and the 2K high roller, there might not necessarily be enough bigger buy-in stuff for people to play. And by spreading it out, it allows, it allows us to get more of a local flavor, more local fun, and have a bit more fun where we're at while still extending it out and making a bit more of a trip. It's not going to be on the scale of what the EPT used to be, but it's, it's, it's basically going to be right in between where the, the EPT and the, and the UKIPT used to be. Um, you know, that when people are asking me about, oh, well, what's New Jersey about? What are you doing? I'd say it's a UKIPT on steroids. Um, you know, there will be one case and two it's case on, and five case. UKIPT but on GTL, on Jim Tan Laundry. Jersey Shore reference, it's fine. I'm it's very okay. Sorry. You guys have all lived I'm in Europe sorry. too long. It's okay. It's, just, it's, it's not that even if I was living in America, I don't think I'd be watching Jersey Shore. You would have, you would have heard of it, at least probably. I'm aware of the program, but I don't think I would have watched yeah. a single frame. It makes They're sense. Have that, a fight. Back off. I've it seen makes, the signs. It makes How sense. I'm fine. It's been good to see you. That you would do something on steroids in New Jersey is okay. all I'm saying. That I can live with. Okay. Okay, we're all back together again. Thank You're going to get like seven thumbs up from the people watching that know the Jersey Shore, so we're good, right? Seven yes. Plus these, or minus. These guys are all right? nodding. I mean, they could be on steroids. They're I mean, not. They're he's not lost a lot of weight on. recently. I'm not really sure what his deal HGH. is. HGH. <laughs> yeah. Could very easily do we that. We don't test for that, right? We, okay, no. Not yet. Crucially, Neil, what are you doing with the payouts on the new tours? <laughs> Uh, well, we're still getting. We're still you, getting you've been, you have been metaphorically beaten around the head. 
over the course of the last week? Um, well, ironically, and this is this is why, because I've had people say, oh, you know, what's what's going on? And, 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 and like, yes, Twitter's more prevalent than it was when we made the change before EPT10. Uh, and there's obviously people with more followers who are kind of like, a, who agree and, and pile on and stuff like that. But I took more of a beating in EPT10 for moving from 10% to 15% than we've taken from... He's like, this beating is nothing compared to the other beatings I've taken over the years. <laughs> this barely tickles. <laughs> like, I mean... Uh, so, no, we've had really good feedback. I mean, the... the uh, uh, I mentioned yesterday on the webcast, we, we, we probably will end up flipping the floor ceiling. That's certainly the way it looks like it's going now, where 20% was the, the floor of the payout, so they were 20 to 22, 23, and probably switch it to where it's the ceiling from like 18 to 20 kind of thing. Uh, the Why is there a, a, a range instead of just being a number? Like, why is it 18 to 20? Why because it, it depends on the field size, because 20% might not necessarily be divisible by the number of players in the tournament. Yeah, basically no one wants to, when, when you get out into the larger fields, no one wants to pay a player at a time because it, you know, like pay 169th gets something. Okay, so it's because of you having to pay people in groups. Exactly. Okay. So it, it swings the, the bracket because it would, uh, if, if someday when the whole world is electronic and I can just scan the barcode in your head and know you immediately pay out in the number of cents. Right. I'll give you, yeah, uh, $1,420.18. Uh, but we're uh, until we hit the whole uh, what was it minority report where they read the eyeball mm -hmm. and set the set the the advertising as you're walking through. So until we get to minority report uh, level or whatever future Philip Dick has uh, planned for us, uh, we we still have to kind of pay in those chunks. So we did speculate on last week's show that basically you were just going to increase five percent year on year. That this year it's twenty percent, then it goes to twenty five. Then because it goes you're to ripping off my idea of a bubbleless tournament, so everybody. Cashes immediately, so maybe the first guy just cashes for like four bucks, you know, or girl. Sorry, first player, first player. That's first right, player. first human. Until we get to that minority report stage where we're starting to let, what were they called? What's another? What's a a, a symbi? What does Philip K. Dick call the robots? A rep synthetic, replicant, synthetic, whatever. Yes. Until they start playing, but yeah, you're, I think you're creeping towards my bubbleless tournament idea. Uh, no, the next step will be 30% and give them half their buy-in back. <laughs> you mentioned the fact that there was some controversy on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this particular tweet uh, that Daniel sent in. And for him, this is the most controversial thing about the payouts. In fact, he's very impressed with the prize payouts in the 10K single re-entry. Because <laughs> Nikki Petrangelo won 413,000 euros for first. And Marcin won the country of Poland. <laughs> wow. For wow. finishing second. I mean, look, I know I took my shots at some of the European countries, but this is beyond This is beyond an insult. Well, see, this is what happens if, uh, like, uh, if, if you don't do your gaming regulations properly... We just give the country away. Right. <laughs> In the 10K high roller, we're, uh, Czech is next because I'm not a fan of their new gaming law, so uh, we're going to give away Czech. Czech Republic, you're out of here. But, but, you're, but, you're seventh place prize money, sir. In fairness, because we really do love the EPT prog stop, we are going to give Czech to first. <laughs> so Igor Kurgan is going to turn up one day with a crown on saying, you are now my people. <laughs> what? I won this poker game. I'm, I'm really sorry. So when we give someone a giant oversized check, we actually mean the country at this point. Yes. Not, not, <laughs> it's not shaped. If it's shaped like the country. -E. Yeah. A check check. Uh, Joe, no doubt you have a ridiculous game for our guest to play. I do. Neil Johnson, do you like dirty, filthy, hot slots? Filthy hot slots. You like filthy hot slots? Who doesn't? All right. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in Vegas this summer, and I was completely overwhelmed by the number of different slot machines that they have, just the various types. So we're going to play a game right now called Slot or Not. Okay. And I'm going to get, list out three names of slot machines. One of each of the three is fake. I'll keep score. 
Got it. Now, okay. you, you do have a lifeline. You can phone a Broughton because Matt Broughton writes for a, a casino magazine and basically writes the descriptions of all these <laughs> slot machines. So he knows which ones are real, which ones aren't. Are you ready? Go. Okay, here we go. African Dusk, African Riches, African Gold. Which one is not the slot? African Dusk. African Dusk is incorrect. Damn. African Gold was the one. By the way, I made up the fake ones. Here we go. Question number two. Avatar, Top Gun, Independence Day. Oh, that's tough. Shouldn't all three of those be slot machines by now? Avatar, Top Gun, Independence Day. Top Gun. Top Gun is incorrect. Actual slot machine. Really fun one, by the way. It's one of those ones like a million dollars per spin, but when you get the... Wait, I can't sing this song. When you get the danger zone thing going, it's really fun. Okay, wait, which one isn't then? Uh, Independence Day is the one I made up. I knew I'd seen Avatar, so I had a 50-50 shot and blew it. Okay. All right, here we go. Which one of these is not a food-based <laughs> food based slot machine? Tabasco sauce, Baron Von Bacon Pirate Swine, or Captain Choco Chips Ahoy? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more disturbed that two of those actually are slot machines. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to assume that Tabasco sauce, by being the most normal, and this is probably my first blown assumption, is a slot machine because it's the most normal. So it should be the the, the Baron bacon. Von, or, we've, we've narrowed it down to Baron von Bacon, Pirate Swine, or Captain Choco Chips Ahoy. Uh, can I use my lifeline, please? Yes. Phone, I would like to phone a Broughton. Can I phone a Broughton? Is this the home of Broughton's blood, honey? I I, <laughs> I, I actually have no idea. What oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Can I phone a different friend? My friend is useless. Can yeah, I phone so a different? I'd like to phone a heart again. Phone a heart again. I actually think that Tabasco sauce being the normal one is the one that isn't the slot machine. I, okay, right. we're gonna go off the board and accept uh, Hardigan's answer. Incorrect. Oh, uh, Tabasco sauce is real. Baron von Bacon pirate swine is real. Captain Choco Chips Ahoy is the one that I made up. Chips Ahoy letting me down. All right, here we go. Which one of these is a Mexican-themed, is not a Mexican-themed slot machine? Bean to be wild, humpin' jalapenos, or Dia de los Money? <laughs> Jesus. Bean to be wild, humpin' jalapenos, or jumpin' jalapenos, depending on how you want to put it, or Dia de los Money? Isn't any answer I give racist? They're, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's only racist from the people that invented these Mexican themes. What was the third one? Dia de los Money? Dia de los Money. It's probably the least racist sounding one. That's the one I'm going to take then. That is correct. That's yes! the one I made I got up. one. Isn't it funny that I made up the least racist sounding one? Here we go. Next question. Which of these is not a slot? OMG kitten. Phone tag. And, or hashtag heaven. OMG kitten? OMG kitten. Uh, what was the last one? Hashtag heaven. Hashtag heaven. Hashtag heaven is the one I made up. Okay, last one here. Last question. This is another um, Hollywood-based one. This time is TV shows. Okay. Which of these is not a slot? Orange is the new black. Arrested Development. The Big Bang Theory. Orange is the new black. Orange is the New Black is incorrect. Oh. There is it's Arrested Development. Arrested Development does not have a slot machine. Ah. What is the score? Uh, Neil, two you, for four, right? Two and four, yeah. Two and four. If it was tied, I would have given him one more. But no, we're not even close. The whole Pope, everybody. By the way, is that changing? The whole Pope? It changed, but it doesn't spell out. I have to come up with a good uh, way to put it together. It doesn't flow together. 
Direct, uh, what is it? Uh, department head live poker operator. Uh, head. <laughs> <laughs> head Johnson, everybody. There we head go. Johnson. I'll be the head Johnson that I can accept. Head Johnson moment. in charge. The HJIC. <laughs> So should we talk about what's been happening here in Barcelona so far? We covered the super high roller. Yes. Uh, Fedor Holtz. I I don't even have words anymore. To I'll describe be honest it. with you. I, sometimes I get a little bit jaded with the super high roller tournaments because yeah. it's the same faces. And by the time we cover the final table, the stacks aren't that deep. I love this final table. I thought Fedor just put on an absolute masterclass. From the word go... When we had that like four-way all-in, where uh, the businessman called three different shoves with Ace Five suited, what I loved it. Great hand to start a new season with. Yeah, I was just like, way to kick things off. This is going to be a great final table. It ended up being a, a great final table. Yes, James, I agree with you. Masterclass, a clinic, however you want to put it. Fader Holtz, um, you expect that he's going to stop winning at some point, but I guess that point just hasn't happened yet. Well, he's going into retirement now, so we may never know. That's right. We may never see or hear from him ever again. Uh, so we did that. We had the Estrella's final table the next day. The main event kicked off yesterday. And the bubble's already burst. So uh, Weird. Yeah, so here we are on day three, and it's just a day where they will play five levels of poker. Yeah, so we used to have like the, the one grind day, right? Yeah. Like day four, but now we've got kind of two grind days, it feels like. The bubble kind of like, kind of get got, got us through. It was something like a little, like a little quirky, like a little gimmick to get us through day three, and now yeah. we don't have that anymore. But as the antidote, at least there is some hashtag stars fun. Here there are some hashtag stars fun. So there was a charity tournament, and I you didn't play in this one. Well, we didn't get to because obviously we were covering the Super High Roller, and they always stage it at the same time as we're doing our live stream. But at least we got to hang out with some of the celebrities who came over for this charity event. Yeah, and James, thanks a lot. James set us up. Uh, James and Sue Hammett from uh, from the, you know, the, what do you call that department? She's uh, corporate giving. Had a corporate, corporate giving. giving. I knew it was something corporate like, giving. yeah, that I would just never, that would be good with uh, Johnson uh, and give and head. Um, anyway, um, yeah, the corporate giving department is always very cool to us and it hooked us up with being able to talk to uh, Mike Tyndall and, uh, and Darius Knight, who's a, a professional table tennis player. I got some uh, guff on Twitter for calling it ping pong, uh, professional table tennis player. And uh, Mike, if you remember, was like a really good fun from season one of, uh, of Shark Cage. What was he, the captain of the England it, rugby team? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you might remember his heat from, from the first season. It was here in Barcelona. And Mike's strategy was order beers for the whole table because I can outdrink all of you. And he knew that, like, I think Mike McDonald was in that heat, had one beer, and then was just like a wreck. <laughs> And obviously he had yeah, he was that's right he had Grafton in that heat and obviously you know Sam after three beers was gobbier than ever but also ne wasn't necessarily playing his A game. 
Mike Tyndall, having been on a rug, several rugby tours, can outdrink anyone. So he was. Stone He's also cold. huge. So he was stone cold sober, and he crushed that heat. Yeah, he did. He won his heat. He ended up making it to the final. He ended up making it to the heads up. And that's something I bring up to him when I had a chance to talk to Mike earlier this week. What's up, guys? I'm here with Mike Tyndall, who is the runner-up from season one of Shark Cage. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you remember, but the first time I introduced myself to you, I thought you were the online qualifier, and it was kind of awkward. Oh, it actually made me really at ease. I thought you were doing as a, as a just to make me feel comfortable about myself. But. Nope, totally just a boner <laughs> by me, which is uh, not uncommon. Now, um, you very famously pretty much lost a flip for a million dollars on the final episode of Shark Cage season one. I should have thought about this before I came back, and the fact that I've etched it out of my mind, I don't ever want to think about oh, it again. I just... every, every time I turn up, everyone's like, oh, tough coin flip. I'm like... Yes, I've forgotten about that now. Okay, well, I was going to ask, have you gotten over it yet? And no. the answer is, right <laughs> until this moment, you yeah. had. I sort of moved past it. I was never over it. Never over it. I was, uh, you know, you just, all you do is you go away and you think, what could it be? What could have happened? And, you know, it's, uh, but that's poker, isn't it? So one year of therapy ruined by Joe Stapleton yep. right here, right yep. now. Okay, so what I've done is I've, I have this game that I always play for years and years now. It's called Race Situations. And it's basically, you know how in poker you have a flip, two over cards versus a pair, one of them has a slight mathematical advantage. And I'm going to see if you've gotten any better at flips by playing a game of race situations right now. What I've taken is two real-life things, and we're going to pit them against each other. One's the, over, one's the pair, one is the over cards. You have to tell me which one has the slight mathematical advantage. Okay. We'll start with an easy one, right? Hulk, Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. Oh, you've got to go Hulk. Hulk Hogan, exactly. Slight mathematical advantage, Hulk Hogan. Here we go. Here's the, we've got uh, 10 questions for you. And within these questions, there is one hidden domination, like an ace-king versus ace-queen, but I'll ask you at the end. I feel like I'm back at school. That's right. It's a, it's a real tough quiz here. This is how easy school was for athletes, by the way. Either or, guys. True, false. Yeah. Here we go. Multiple questions. Multiple answers is more my, my thing. Well, there's a, you got a 50-50 shot in each one. Yeah. We're testing well, to like see. We like it. It's a coin flip on the Exactly. Coin flip. So this one's not worth a million, though. Here we go. Bay versus Boo. Bay. Correct. One for one. Brown versus White. Toast. <laughs> white. No, sorry. Brown toast. Slight advantage there. One and one. High five versus pounding it out. High five. You nailed it. Two, he's got two right so far. Two out of three. Anal versus oral. When it comes to taking medicine. <laughs> well, it's got to be oral then. Got it. Saturday afternoon at Ikea or having your nose broken multiple times? Having your nose broken multiple times. Correct. <laughs> a fanny pack versus a pussy cat? Pussy cat. Correct. Rugby union versus rugby league? Union. I don't even know the answer. Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody even knows what those two things are. Here we go. Likes versus retweets? Retweets. Correct. Got it. Is anyone keeping score? It doesn't really matter. Take that versus the Spice Girls. Take that. Ooh, no, Spice Girls, sorry. <laughs> and uh, finally, dwarves versus elves, Middle Earth style. Uh, dwarves. Dwarves oh. is correct. Okay, <laughs> finally, there was a hidden domination there. Which one was the domination? I'll go through them again. This is things that weren't really a race. You know what? I'm not even going to put you through this. It was, it was retweets. Retweets dominates likes. You don't really seem like the kind of guy <laughs> that's like really sweating the retweets. That's me. No. I you, is that what you do? You sweat about? Oh how my god! I'm like, where's the? Wh this is a great joke. Why is this not getting more? Are you like that? Like, Come on! Absolutely. Refresh. The refresh. way you're sweating a million dollar flip, I'm sweating getting retweets. <laughs> Hopefully, this interview gets us some retweets. I'm definitely gonna follow him and I'll retweet. Yes, thank you, Mike Tindall. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, See you later. Cheers, mate. 
he uh, he hasn't retweeted me. <laughs> so you know, I've been watching, and uh, it hasn't <laughs> hasn't exactly happened yet. Now, if you guys can tell what Mike looks like, he was a really good sport because there was a couple of inside jokes in there. Uh, there there was. Um, there's a couple of inside jokes in there. Uh, one, having your nose broken multiple times. Now, if you've ever seen this guy dead on, it was actually pretty tough to see in the video. I mean, his nose is like the River Yangtze. I mean, it is just yeah, yeah. zigzagging left and right. And then, of course, the dwarf thing. Yeah, so, you know, he was like kicked out of his league or whatever for throwing a dwarf. And I was going to bring it up, but then Sam Grafton did bring it up, I think, on Shark Cage. pretty sure. And he, he seemed to have a pretty good sense of humor about it. So I just wanted to see what his reaction would be when I was like, dwarf? So we've already had Neil Johnson on the show. Ah, Johnson. And now we have another member of the tournament staff in the room. We welcome Luca Vivaldi to EPT Live. <laughs> Vivaldi. At EPT Live because we're going to play everyone's favorite game. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stapes. And just to be clear, we didn't just drag Luca off the floor because we needed someone to fill that seat. Luca, you are a genuine super fan. You listen to the podcast. I am a genuine super fan. Yeah, I listen to the podcast. I don't like. He's the only podcast that I listen to. Luca, that's first of all. Other podcast. Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, But also, like, I just have to remember, like, people actually listen to this show. Like, now I'm thinking, like, did I ever talk shit about anyone in the tournament? Like, the staff. Have I ever referred to him as Luca Vivaldi before? Because I probably did. You did many yeah, times. Yeah, many times. <laughs> like, I just, I, I, I come from like I've been doing podcasts forever, but nobody used to listen to them. So I used to just talk shit about everybody all the time. Now people actually listen to it. I'm like, oh god, man, people actually listen to this shit. I think anything you said that may be regarded as detrimental is always done with uh, with a wink and uh, and has been edited out later. <laughs> but More important, I can't see the wink when you go. Look at Vivaldi. I can't see. It. I don't think I have a, a winky noise anymore. Nah, whatever. A winky Let's noise. Go. Thank um, you. Oh. So, Luca, you are familiar to viewers of the EPT TV shows. You're familiar to people who watch the live streams. As a senior member of the floor staff, you're always called to the table whenever an important decision needs to be made. Indeed. Uh, and I imagine that you are absolutely exhausted after this record-breaking festival. We're not even. We're not even halfway there. I'm super fresh. I'm super fresh. Oh. Is he actually recording or is picture? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. They can they can see how. <laughs> they can see. Have you ever seen Luke in street clothes? By the way, he oh, dresses yeah. like a member of Run DMC from like 1984. <laughs> He's got like a flat brim red hat, like ticked off to the side, like giant shorts with like a chain wallet. Your necklace with a massive clock. Yeah, he's got a weird <laughs> Italian hip hop style to him. Is that is that your like? You're seen when you're not here on the yeah, EPT? That's, that's what I'm wearing when I don't wear a suit. Yeah. That's fantastic. Are you comfortable are you, clothes when I'm not in a suit? We all wear comfortable clothes when we're not in a suit, but like I are you like a hip hop fan? Like or a skateboarder? Like I just <laughs> <laughs> I used to rollerblade a lot. Rollerblade. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I used to do like aggressive inline skating when I was when I was young. And really? Like uh like in and out of half pipe and really birds, yeah. see I knew there had to be something <laughs> like that in his history. Stars fun for the future. That's right. Rollerblading half pipe. We'll need a time machine to find a bunch of rollerblades for everybody but now Luca you're gonna take on Mr Stapleton in a trivia quiz. Oh. Please reveal your specialist subject for the audience. My specialist subject is Game of Thrones. It's G O T not G O A T which I mistakenly studied up on goats. Now Joey I'm 
well aware that you do have a problem remembering things. I Therefore, do, yes. Therefore, thought it was only fair that we restrict it. And we have actually had Game of Thrones as a specialist subject before on Superfan versus. I Thrones. thought we did, yes. Yeah, okay. So we've decided to restrict this to the most recent season, season six of Game of Thrones. Oh, no. And the questions were outsourced to a man whose quizzes polarize public opinion, <laughs> Mr. Matt Broughton. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Um, so I've only seen the first nine episodes of the ten <laughs> in season six. How can you watch episode nine and not go straight to episode ten? Yeah. Like, because I have to be in a certain state of mind to watch Game of Thrones. And so if I'm too tired or if I'm... I mean, how late? A lot. But the best thing about this is, because because Matt gave me a preview of the questions before we started recording, not only will you definitely not know one of the answers, but also there's a massive spoiler in there. Ah, balls. Well, the whole point is I warned you what the quiz was going to be to give you the chance to watch it. I understand that. And if you wanted to give me a paid hour... To sit down and watch the show, I would have done it. He's but freelance. Not, He's freelance, right. right? Freelancer. What are you going to pay him for it? Exactly. You know how he works. Right. Are you ready? All right, I'm ready. Okay, you're going to keep score. I'll keep score. Good luck, Luca. Thank you very you're, much. You're our guest, so you get to go first. I'm so in, bad with names. In Please pretty be much, numbers. In pretty much all of these, it's multiple choice. Numbers. How many people died in the Battle of the Bastards? There are a couple that aren't multiple choice. There's a couple of bonus points to be had. Look, Renly Baratheon's over there sweating the action, too. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a shot of Renly over there? <laughs> Uh, the first when James started calling him Renly a few years ago, I was like, "Hey, do you mind that my co-host? Could, he's a he's a gay warlord. It's awesome. <laughs> Why wouldn't I want to be a gay warlord?" <laughs> right. Okay. Luke, your first question. We learned that the children of the forest created the first White Walker by stabbing a man with what? Was it? Wait for it. Valerian steel, dragonglass, heartswood, weirwood, or Edward Woodward? <laughs> could be the last one, but I'm pretty sure it's Dragonglass. Correct for a point. I would have got that one. Okay. Okay. So you would have got one. Okay. Joe, your first question. How many gods does the High Sparrow worship? Eight, seven, six, five, four. Eight, seven, six, five, four. They talk about it a lot. Seven. It is always it coming is always seven. Coming always seven. Coming seven. Oh, four to seven. Now, God. someone over there helped me, but I was going to guess the right answer anyway. The gay warlord got involved, <laughs> but I was going to say seven because they do mention it a lot. Okay, Luca, which of these people did not die at Cersei's hand in the Great Sept? Marjorie Tyrell, Loras Tyrell, Mace Tyrell, Tom and Baratheon, who did not die. Tom and Baratheon. Okay. Correct. So that is the spoiler, I assume. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, oh. oh, sorry. But you don't know how he died. Or if he oh, dies. Luca, you're making oh, it worse. Oh, oh, God. God. Joe, like, you're like, my memory's really bad. I yeah. forget that. Do you know what? He is going to watch that and go, wow, I didn't expect that. At least I didn't get the question wrong. You know True. What I mean? Okay, uh, Joe, what is the last giant's name? Is it One One, Bestler, Corb, Magog, or Paul Dobson? One One, Bestler. Corb, Magog, Paul Dobson. Cor Don't look over there. Corb. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It's incorrect. <laughs> now, there is a still to be had here, but because you've already heard one of the incorrect, you have to give me, if you get this right, the Giants' full five-part name. <laughs> so I'll give you, I'll give you, so we know it wasn't Corb. So you had 1-1 one, one Bessler, Magog, or Paul Dobson. Can you tell me which one it is, but I need the five-part name. Five-part name. Firstly, firstly, one, one. 
Okay, so you know it's 1-1. One, one. Don't get a point for that. There's a great game. 1-1 one, one was a racehorse, 2-2 two, two was 1-2. One, 1-1-1 two. One, 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 one race and 2-2-1-1-2. Two, two, one, one, two. Anyway, we'll do that another <laughs> time. <laughs> but I need his full five-part name. Full five-part name. This is I mean, if he gets this, I just quit. I'm just tapping he out. He sat down and said, I'm terrible at names. I so am I'm terrible at names. I really am. Has his, his five-part name been his, said? They mention his name, but not in season six. This sounds like something from the books. I maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't read. I don't know. I don't think he's going to get that. <laughs> okay, I can tell you it's one wig, one dar one. Eh. Eh. That's <laughs> a good that. answer. <laughs> eh. Next question. Um, uh, this must actually be your question. What's the last thing Walder Frey sees? Is it his sons cooked in a pie, a glass of blood spilt, a Stark smiling, or one of his ugly daughters killed? Oh, that's another spoiler for Stapes. He I won't. forgot there's actually two spoilers in here. <laughs> I'm wondering like, if I like you enough to, to lie. pick the wrong answer. I'm going to tell him. But anyway. is a Stark smiling? Correct is for a, a point. Smiling. Um, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, who Great. did Sansa? Is this a spoiler? No. Who did Sansa bring to aid Jon Snow at the Battle of the Bastards? Was it Knights of the Mountain, Knights of the Vale, Knights in White Satin, or Knights of the Valley? One more time. Knights of the Mountain, Knights in White Satin, Knights of the Vale, Knights of the Valley. Knights of the Vale. Yes. I mean, I, it was the well guy. Done. It was the guy, well the Mayor Carcetti. The score is 3-2. Okay. Luca, in episode five of season six, we finally find out why Hodor is called Hodor and only says, Hodor, what was the key phrase responsible for all of this? It was hold the door. Correct. Hold the door. Hold the door. There's a bonus on this one. Can you give me Hodor's real name? Is it Wallace, Wireless, Waldor, or Wilson? Say that again, please. Wallace, Wireless, Walder, Wilson. Wilson! <laughs> Wireless. <laughs> It is wireless. Score is now 5-2. Joe's question. Okay, uh, Joe. I'm nervous. I'm sweating it. You win, buddy. <sighs> Prince, uh, sorry, Priestess Melisandre, who incidentally has fantastic knockers and gets them out every five minutes, <laughs> burns something as part of Jon Snow's resurrection ritual. What is it? Is it his hair, his blood, his clothes, his amulet, or his cat, Nigel? He's naked when he wakes up. His hair, his blood, his clothes, his amulet, or his cat, Nigel. It could be his cat. I know he was fond of it. Uh, I'm going to go with his hair. Correct. I can never be <laughs> resurrected, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, just a few more of these. So, uh, for Luca, who kills Balon Greyjoy? Is it Yara Greyjoy, Theon Greyjoy, Euron Greyjoy, or does he kill himself? It's Euron Greyjoy. Wow. Six points for Luca. He's really, really good at answering questions about the most recent episode. An <laughs> <laughs> ultimate question for Joe. Which house stands behind the Starks before the Battle of Winterfell? Is it Karstark, Glover, Marmont, Serwin, Big Mama's House, or Big Mama's House 2? <laughs> uh, I always get thrown by your, by your good fakesies ones. Uh, one more time. Karstark, Glover... Marmont, Serwin, Big Mama's House, Big Mama's House too. House Serwin. Incorrect. No, it was Mormont, the little girl. Little girl had like six oh, people with her. Yeah. Okay. Final this, round? This is the final question. So, Luca, what was the name of House Tarly's Valerian Steel Sword? 
Sword. <laughs> That's <laughs> very Italian. I love a sword. sword. Was it Heartsbane, Oathkeeper, Oathbreaker, Longclaw, or Alan? It's Heartsbane. It is Heartsbane. I think Luke is going to win this game. See, I you said seriously. you said you were going. Oh, Matt, they're a bit tricky, but <laughs> Joe. Up until season six, the average cost of production per show was around six million dollars. For season six, HBO decided to change that. Did they change the per show average budget to? Seven million, eight million, nine million, or ten million dollars. Ten million dollars. It was, and there are people starving in the world. The and that concludes <laughs> our competition. Final score: four points to Joe Stapleton, seven points to Luca Vivaldi, who has crushed this game of Superman versus Stakes. Nice job, Luca. Thank you. Thank you. Nice work, buddy boy. Hey, do you know what? Just out of interest, the tiebreaker in 2012: how many baby girls in the USA were legally named Khaleesi? A lot. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 150,000. Your guess? I'm going to go with uh, 200,000. Actually, 160. That's a lot less 160 than I would have thought. 160 total? 160. A lot less than I would have thought. Give it time. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> that was 2012. Luca, thank you very much indeed for coming on the show. It was a pleasure. Shame. For me. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> now Shame. Joey's going to walk naked through the registration line. Oh, that reminds oh. me of something. Uh-oh. Big bragging rights. I was supposed to... Oh, yeah. You promised that you would show us your new physique. I don't know how bad this is going to look. I mean, no, I'm not from the back. We'll do it from the front only. Not fat back. No having, fat back. Having worked out over the summer... This is just gonna like, here's the thing. I'll do it, right? But it's just going to look like a brag. <laughs> I'm just gonna, it'll make me look bad. Yeah. yeah. It's just going to look don't, like I'm bragging. Don't, don't do it. Because so my, my prize is you naked. Is that what? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Is that what I want? Pri no, it, your prize is that you can leave right now if you want okay, to. Yeah, 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 goodbye. It was that or Poland. <laughs> here's what I do. Okay, so rather than that, rather than that, because here's because like, look, 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 I mean, I've, I've, I've okay, been, I've been all right, working. All right, right? It's, it's going to make me look even worse. Like, you got, have you got anything that's just going to humiliate? You? Exactly. So what I, what I did was uh, I asked the guys. I screwed up more winner interviews, more trophy presentations. There's a whole bunch of bloopers and blunders, and the guys in the booth have got it. I'll run that instead. Welcome to the winner's presentation for the 50,000 euro EPT Barcelona Super High Roller. It is always a record-breaking festival here in Barcelona. Here on season, and season 13 here <laughs> has been no exception. <laughs> 102 entries. Yeah, let's do it again, sir. <laughs> <laughs> But taking hey. down the first prize and the gold trophy is our winner, Stefan Let. God damn it, everybody. <laughs> yes, thank you. Okay. And then there's the patronizing round of applause from the audience. It's yeah. like dropping a plate in a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. No, actually, that helped a lot, the clapping there, because like I was just like, I was like, oh, I get in these modes where in my head I go, what if I never get this? What if I literally never get this in front of these hundreds of people? And then I start freaking out. So when everyone clapped, that actually sort of like put me at ease, and I think it made for a better edit point, because where I'd screwed up before... That was the second take of that. Those were two different things I screwed up, by the way. Yes, like, I'm not aware the same of that. thing twice. So that time when I screwed it up, it was in the middle of applause. So when people applause, I screwed up the pickup. The pickup didn't have applause. So then everyone clapped and I went right into it during the clapping. So nice. I got very lucky. 
there's my penance. There's my my shame walking through the street naked. I think people are trying to get into the room now. Okay, fine. Get to day three stuff. That is all the time we got for this show. Uh, next week, pretty self-explanatory. It will be the Barcelona recap. Sometimes we get Maddie on board for those. Maybe we'll get him uh, for that. Uh, I did go to Edinburgh right before this, and I did some stand-up. Checked out comedy there. Lucille Cai, who we know from the EPT, did some stuff there. I'll talk about all that on next week. Next week's show. See, look at that. We'll run this blooper. Run this blooper on next week's show. That's all the time. Like I said, for Matt Broughton and James Hardigan, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later. <laughs>